For the Meat Poultry Podcast, I'm Ryan McCarthy, Digital Media Associate Editor. Many conferences and conventions lost a year at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, but very few lost two. That was the case for the World Pork Expo. After shutting its doors in 2019 due to concerns of the African swine fever in Asia, the World Pork Expo will hold its event in person starting on June 9th and ending on June 11th at the Iowa State Fairgrounds in Des Moines. This in-person exclusive event, which is sponsored by the National Pork Producers Council, will bring together the usual trade show, educational seminars, industry updates, and opportunities for networking. For this episode of the Meat and Poultry Podcast, we talked with Doug Fricke, Director of Trade Show Marketing at the National Pork Producers Council and the World Pork Expo. Doug describes the steps that World Pork Expo organizers had to take to get the in-person event off the ground and how new CDC guidelines have helped them. Next, he tells us how international companies will be interacting with the World Expo if they are still deciding whether or not to travel. Later, Doug also explains how he handled the last two years of preparing for the events and how COVID-19 will affect trade shows going forward. Take a listen. Well, I'll just start out with Doug. I know World Expo you know, has had to cancel in 2020 and 2019 as well. Um, so just tell me a little bit about how you guys have been able to get everything conducted in person and how you guys have checked all those boxes in order to get it done. Well, it was a, a big navigation to get everything in order to uh, to move forward with the event. First, uh, you know, the board had to evaluate, um, you know, what, what the event would look like, how we would uh, readjust according to, you know, what uh, what we were hearing at the time for COVID guidelines and, and what, uh, you know, was out there based on uh, projections and so forth. Uh, so, the, you know, the board ultimately had uh, a lot of time spent on just analyzing, you know, the overall event and, and how we could do it in a, in a fashion that was uh, safe and, and in a good fashion for those who attend uh, exhibitors and producers. So uh, that, was, that was first and foremost. You know, then was, you know, taking a look at, at how you kind of rebuild it after a couple of years uh, not having it. And, you know, what that, uh, that looks like from, from kind of starting from scratch in, in a sense that uh, we had to, you know, reevaluate the companies that would be attending and, um, you know, how you get word out that, yes, we're having a show this year. Um, you know, there was, there was always that, uh, that cloud over you. If, if COVID uh, got worse or something would happen, how do you deal with it? Those sorts of things. So, you know, there was a lot of, uh, a lot of late nights of trying to figure out the logistics of actually putting on a show this year. Yeah. And, and tell us a little bit about that and the, the programming for this year. How, how much of this can people experience in person? Will you have any virtual components for people that are long, long time people that have worked with you guys in the past? Uh, really, it's it's an in-person event. Um, we've got uh, everything in place that we would have typically had from a trade show, um, as well as the seminars. Uh, we've got trade show in varied industries building. Then we've got our outdoor space. 
as well as hospitality tents. So for the most part, that footprint is, is really similar to what people would have been used to previously. Now there's a few companies that, uh, that aren't able to join this year due to COVID and um, you know, their, their abilities to get into the US and partake in the event. So you know, we're hoping that uh, uh, they'll be back next year for 2022. But you know, the you know, one change we made, we kind of moved around some of the uh, things on the grounds. Uh, registration is now in uh, the Animal Learning Center, uh, which is inside gate 15. So when people walk in, they go right into a, a location that uh, they'd be familiar with from previous years. Uh, that is uh, where you can register on site, uh, or if you had your name badges pre-printed, they would be available there if they were not mailed to you in advance. Uh, then uh, you can walk into the uh, hospitality tent area or take a, uh, a trolley, which will take you down to the south side of the, the grounds and bring you in next to the big grill, which we moved from the triangle uh, to the south side of the Buried Industries building this year to uh, better accommodate it uh, in a space that uh, we felt was uh, much, much uh, easier to accommodate that event. And that trolley then will kind of turn around and, and make the trek back up the hill to, uh, to pick additional people up. Uh, but then we've got additional outdoor spaces located right next to that area. Uh, then that takes you right into the Buried Industries building. Uh, you know, the, the positive thing is the trade show uh, indoors is sold out. Uh, we always uh, say that we can accommodate more outdoor space. Uh, it's just a matter of building that space out and expanding it. So, um, you know, for the most part, people can expect a, a really positive event from that standpoint. Um, and then we've got seminars. Seminars are taking place on Wednesday and Thursday of the show. I uh, would encourage folks to hop on the World Pork org website and take a look at uh, each of the two days that seminars are taking place. That's on Wednesday the 9th and Thursday the 10th. Uh, those are in the Varied Industries Building South Hallway. Uh, then we've got a couple of other events, PQA and TQA training, which will be taking place on Wednesday uh, in the Jacobson Exhibition Center. So, you know, it's really an event. Uh, plan it out, plan your visits, and uh, make sure you get a, get a take in everything that you possibly can. Uh, your, your name badge that you get is good for all three days. So Wednesday, eight to five, Thursday, eight to five, and then I, again on Friday, and that's, uh, that's our shorter day. That's uh, eight o'clock to one o'clock. Okay. You know, Doug, I was curious, you mentioned some people won't be able to travel because of travel restrictions, but what, what's been the ability of some people outside the U.S to come to the show? Have they been able to, that want to do it, been able to come if they want to? Yeah, a lot of the companies actually have a presence in the U.S. Uh, they may have business partners that uh, have a presence here. So they're really able to uh, lean on uh, that U.S. presence to accommodate them in a booth. Now, it may be a smaller booth than they've had previously or in some cases, they've gone to outdoor space, sure. gone a little bit larger. Uh, so, you know, we have attracted a, a fair number of new exhibitors this year, which is, you know, always positive. Uh, so, you know, take a look at the exhibitor list. Uh, we have it 
on our website and one advanced search you can do in a you know advance of the show is take a look at the uh, uh, the category listing online and that's a, that's a helpful tool to kind of hone it down to if you got a specific uh, type of product that you're looking for or service and you know that helps you uh, maybe plan your your day and that way you can take in a seminar or take in a couple of hospitality tents in between visiting folks and booths. Sure. And I think something that people would be interested in, Doug, is, you know, the, the Iowa State Fairgrounds itself, you know, having a space like that, does that play to an advantage when you're having a trade show where there's, there's a lot of different spaces? So if you guys want to try different things with whatever you guys are trying to do, it's really a good space for that. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, that's the beauty of the fairgrounds is, is space is unlimited. You know, it's, it's not like we have a, a parking lot that you can't find a spot in or a building that you can't find a place to go have a private meeting because, you know, that's, that's one of the nice things about Expo and, and probably one of the, the hidden values is the, the networking that goes on. And, you know, you'll often see people, you know, kind of camped out underneath a tree on a picnic table, just having a a conversation about business or, you know, just catching up with, uh, with friends and peers. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, I wanted to ask your question, Doug, what, what's it been like planning this uh, from your perspective? I know you spend most of your energy on this and tell me a little bit about planning it. And now finally, we're about a week away. It's coming to fruition. Well, <laughs> the, the interesting thing is we actually had planned the other two years as well. Um, so those were, those were kind of heartbreaking because you put all the work and effort into it. And, and then in the end, you have to pull the plug on them. Um, this one was, was a matter of getting the, uh, getting the green light from the board of directors to move forward. Uh, and then really just, uh, putting the foot to the metal and, um, just hitting it hard and talking to people that, uh, uh, had interest or were interested in the possibility of being an exhibitor um, and and really kind of laying things out for them on what we had planned and, and what it looked like. Uh, there's, you know, there's a fair amount of things that uh, go along with, you know, what you have to do in a, in a situation like this this year with, you know, additional uh, things to think about from the standpoint of COVID and, and what, uh, what's out there is, uh, uh, things you have to plan for. And, you know, that for us has been a lot of monitoring of CDC guidelines, local guidelines, as well as state guidelines. And, you know, a few weeks ago, we had some some changes in that, which uh, really were a benefit to people gathering and uh, getting together for events like this. So, you know, the advantage is we do have the outdoor area where people can, uh, can also visit outdoors. And, and so, you know, a lot of the folks have dual uh, dual spacing where they may have a hospitality tent as well as uh, space indoors. So it gives folks a real, uh, real opportunity to um, get together with customers that, uh, you know, they've really wanted to see over the last couple of years and unfortunately haven't been able to. Sure. Yeah, I, I was really think that was one thing I wanted to get your sense on and, and the expectations of people. Are, are they fairly excited after, you know, a year of Zoom webinars and everything else that they're they're able to get out there, talk to people in person, and I mean, especially with exhibitors too, they can get their hands on things that they that they're looking at too. Oh, absolutely! I think the uh, you know 
doing a Zoom call or those sorts of things kind of became old hat and you got used to it, but it wasn't the same. You know, people still like to have that face-to-face conversation. Um, there's a there's a big difference between face-to-face and being able to turn turn the camera on and off. And uh, you know, this is this is a real opportunity for people that uh, have felt kind of pent up and and really um, not able to do the things that they'd normally been used to doing uh, over the last. Uh, last year. And I, I think it's, it's going to be a, a real positive for everybody. Doug, I wanted to ask you uh, any new ideas or feedback that you guys are going to try to implement or uh, new different things that you guys are going to try to implement uh, World Pork Expo that you guys are going to be able to do that you didn't have last time, you know, before everything shut down, uh, you know, I'm sure you had some ideas after 2018. Uh, what, what are you guys kind of really excited to, to show out to people? Well, obviously, uh, you know, we're excited for the fact that people can get back together. Um, you know, we're putting in place some things that will, uh, will help with uh, some of the biosecurity. We, we don't have the, the live swine show that uh, used to be part of uh, the event. Um, and that was produced by NSR and uh, will be the week after our event uh, in Indianapolis. And, uh, you know, that, that will be a big difference that those folks won't be um, at the show. Um, you know, a couple of the other things that people will see, we've, we've uh, added some biosecurity areas when people come into the event. Um, we've added a biosecurity uh, display area in the Varied Industries building. And that's, you know, again, an opportunity to see, you know, what are the latest and greatest opportunities to uh, implement uh, in, in your operations, uh, you know, around biosecurity and, uh, you know, things that uh, can have a positive impact on your operations. So, you know, that, that will be something that, that people notice right away when they come in is, you know, additional, additional biosecurity, and that's for the benefit of everyone. Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, Doug, I was interested. I was interested to see, you know, um, everyone's feelings in Iowa itself. I know you guys are based there, and it's obviously a major pork producer for for the country. Um, what's the, what's their feelings about having this back? And uh, I'm sure it's a it's a moment of pride for everyone that's that works in the industry up there. Well, absolutely. I mean, everybody uh, that I talk to, you know, not just in our industry, but from around the the city here are are excited because this uh this really is a big event it's a showcase for the industry um it's a it's an opportunity for you know businesses to showcase their products and services back to to producers but it's also an opportunity to showcase iowa and uh you know what uh what's going on in the state and uh you know it was like we talked earlier i was uh setting up uh some uh, spaces out there today at the fairgrounds and there were people out walking around and they said Expo's coming back and I said yep it's coming back so you know e- people that are just uh, you know walking the streets even recognize it so it's it's really exciting. Sounds good well Doug just a couple more um, kind of any uh, any numbers that you can tell me I know we talked about before that people can come register you know in person right before the event starts, but kind of what's what's your numbers on what you're kind of expecting for, for turnout right now? 
Well, we're expecting a good turnout. Um, obviously, it's going to be a heavy uh, domestic turnout versus the international that we've seen previously. And, you know, we don't, uh, we don't expect a, a contingency of international guests able to, uh, to attend this year. Um, so it's going to be a, a much uh, tighter network of folks that uh, are probably throughout the United States, most likely. Um, you know, I want to remind folks that if you haven't already registered, uh, you can still do that on site. And uh, that's, that's something you can do at the Animal Learning Center when you come in. Um, that opens up at 8 a.m. on uh, Wednesday of the show. And you can pop in, get a name badge. It's good for the three days. And, and you can go about and see everything that you'd normally see. Um, you know, and if you want to come back a, a second and third day, you're more than welcome. Sounds good. Well, Doug, last one, you know, everybody's starting to get their feelers out on, on trade shows and exhibitions in person. What, what's kind of your feeling after, you know, having to wait so long to put on your, your latest one? What do you think the, the future is going to be of this? I, I, from, from everyone I talk to, it seems like it's always going to be something that people want to still have a part of their life to some degree. Right, right. I think it's, uh, it's definitely going to be, um, you know, something people look at as, hey, this is an opportunity where we can meet face to face. Um, there's been some that, that have, uh, you know, tried to do it in other ways. And, and uh, you know, that works for some and it doesn't work for others. You know, as a whole, though, um, the industry, the people that work in this industry, uh, do like to get together. They like to, uh, you know, just rekindle those friendships that they've made over the years and, uh, you know, kind of compare notes and see what's going on with everybody else in the country. And I think a trade show is always going to have its its place in, uh, in our lives, whether it's in this industry or a different industry. Uh, it's just kind of the way we, uh, we're used to things. So, um, you know, that's, that's a tough question. No, it is, and you know we've gotten we've gotten a multitude of answer, answers, but I think you hit the nail on the head with pork and meat. I think the people, you know, that's it is such a tangible thing. Our industry of figuring it out, and people really want to be able to, you know, show and not just tell a lot of times. So I think it's definitely going to be something that we'll have for years to come. Uh, Doug, thanks for hopping on our podcast. We appreciate it, and uh, good luck with everything. You bet. Thank you. Make sure to check out the latest stories from the magazine and online at meatpoultry.com. Also follow us on social media on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram, all by searching at Meat Poultry. And if you like what you heard, please leave a rating and review. It really helps us. All right, that's it for this time, folks. Thanks for listening and have a great day.